Good morning, afternoon, or evening. I'm your host, Ivan L. James II, and this is the Becoming the Fool podcast. All right, so Terrence Porter, man. Terrence Porter is such a powerful name. Um, I, I just want to, first off, thank you for coming. I appreciate uh, you, you taking the time to, to come out here for me. Absolutely. Really Listen, I want to miss it for the world, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so now, now I want to give him a little uh, intro. Um, man, I was uh, 21 years old. I was just got in the military. I was bright, bushy eyed. I didn't even know what credit was, I, let alone any kind of business terms or anything like that. And, uh, you know, here I am brand new to the Air Force and uh, one of the civilians that worked with me, one of the contractors that worked with me made some good money because I'm in IT. And uh, he was like, hey, man, there's this business opportunity I want you to come look at. Right. And I've always been a person where like success leaves clues. You know? <laughs> and so uh, and so he, he brought me out, man, and he brought me out to the, the pitch, you know, and I would say, for me, I, I wasn't even listening to the pitch. Um, at the very beginning of the presentation is when I got the opportunity to meet you. And uh, your first 10 minutes of you opening the room was not talking about business, was not talking about opportunity, was just talking about what's important to you, your why, what, why you're grinding, what's important to you. And... Uh -huh. Right then and there, those things resonated with me so much. I, 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 um, you know, I, I've said this before in other other podcasts that, um, you know, my dad was in and out of my life because of deployments, and and you know, and then when I got out of high school, he was gone for a little bit. Um, I've had some other father figures around me, um, and uh, you know, me, I, I'm uh, the oldest oldest kid in my family. Um, I, I got a brother as well. I didn't live with, but I'm, it's a blessing getting to know him. Sure. But I say that to say that, man, right away off top, you were my mentor. I, I looked at you and, and I was just like, if you were speaking, I was listening. Like, appreciate you need me to do what? You need me to do where? And I, and, and I was there, right? Right. And uh, I, I've loved... Um, being able to watch you and pick your brain and talk to you as uh, you've grown into this amazing family, man, beautiful family. Um, you know, you're, you're a real model for, for what it means to be a, a man, you know, and take care of their family, take care of the kids. And, 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 you know, it's the relationship has blossomed for me. It blossomed from that mentor space to like a big brother, man. Like I, I like, like, Words can't express, words can't express what uh, it is that you mean to me, man. Uh, anytime I've asked for something, you've reached out. So uh, I just wanted to give that background story. Um, obviously, uh, Terrence is an amazing, amazing, uh, people say motivational speaker, but I just think you're just speaking the truth, man. And everybody around wants to listen to you. Um, so that is what, yeah, definitely. So, so that, that's my intro. Um, please take the floor. Give, give everybody an introduction of 
who Terrence Porter is, I'd appreciate that, man. Man, uh, I think Terrence Porter, well, first and foremost, thank you for that intro. Like that, that means a lot. Like I, I remember, I remember first meeting you and I knew it was something. Like, I knew that you had it. And a lot of people don't have it, but you just know when you see somebody and you like that kid got it, I knew you had it. And it was an honor for you to even look at me in the light that you looked at me in. So I don't take that for granted. And I appreciate you as well. So thank you, brother. Um, Terrence Porter is just a man that's trying to figure it out each and every day, if I had to be honest with you. Um, 47 years old, five beautiful children, an amazing wife, uh, military spouse, someone that has gone through enough uh, heartache and bumps and bruises in my life to know that now, you know, I can give back to people everything that I've been through, everything that's gone on in my life, and I can help somebody get to the next level. Um, I'm very humble. I'm very appreciative of where I am in life right now. I know that my life could have easily went in a, a different direction. Some of it self-sabotage for myself. Some of it was um, the environment I grew up in. But I am a firm believer that when God has his hand on you and he has a plan for you, nothing can derail that. So I'm just here now and I'm happy, man. I just know that where I'm at right now, my purpose and my whole goal in life is to give back. I'm just giving back right now. And that's so again for the intro. Thank you, brother. I love you, man. Let's get it going. Let's get the people definitely. something. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh just to give you a little background on what the podcast is about, um, I I came across a quote one day and it said the quote said, You must be willing to become the fool in order to become the master. And the quote just resonated with me so direct because it, it, it basically saying you got to come and you have to humble yourself and become that fool, right? right. And so the, the podcast is called Becoming the Fool and, and it's all about me on my journey. Um, and then also interviewing people um, and just kind of seeing what they do in their, in their life, work-life balance and their life and, and figuring out different ways where as I'm becoming this fool, I can learn from the people that I'm talking to. So uh, I again, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, thank you. And so uh, the, the podcast is based off on four different pillars. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and touch over the four pillars and then we'll just start getting into questions. Sounds so good. Uh, the four different, four different pillars are relationships, spirit, growth, and health. And uh, I figured, uh, you know, since I've known you, you've always been a very spiritual man. We've we've had uh, business partners that that are that are in the church as well. Um, right. So I, I figured we we start on that that uh, spirit pillar at first. You know, that's you know God God first. Um, can you tell me what does your daily routine look like with the, with spirit? Like, what what are you doing uh, on a daily routine for that? So my spirit life is, I talk to God a lot, but I talk yeah, to yeah. God talking to you. Like I talk to yeah. God in, in the format of, okay, listen, you told me to do this. Now I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe I've matured in my relationship with God to a point where my conversation with him is the same as I would talk to one of my friends. Like I am talking to him in a way of, 
you told me this now what's next or do i need mm. to be still or um you know maybe i'm not following suit on what you're telling me to do and you know a lot of my prayers are more about forgive me for what i've done and help me get to where i need to be and i know mm. i'm also short of that each and every day because i know what's perfect lord knows i have my flaws just like anybody else but um me and my wife we live in a kind of remote area here in oklahoma so my spiritual life may consist of td jakes on youtube it may consist of mike todd on youtube um but i will try to spiritually feed myself with the right things i need to hear to make sure that i'm keeping myself in line and once you go through enough life I promise you, you're going to find that spiritual journey. You're going to figure out how to get real spiritual once life has hit you with enough things. So my spiritual life each and every day is just connecting, asking for the right path, making sure that I'm doing the right thing and not trying to fall too short from where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Man, th th thank you. That that just like kind of affirmed kind of where I'm at because uh, uh, I've always been a believer. Um, I've gone to church sure. in and out. Um, but I never really had that relationship with God. And uh, I would say the past the past month or so is when I finally started to to really dig into having a relationship with him. And it felt so good to hear you say that because I talked to him the same way. I'm like, hey, man. So, right. Thank Listen. you. <laughs> Listen, I talked to him. I'm like, look, you told me just in my life as of late, one thing that he told me is be consistent. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm, I'm being consistent. Now, what's next? Like, just, just, just point me, just tell me. Or do I need to keep digging in deeper? Direction is something I'm always looking for from him because sometimes, you know, I try to lean on my own thoughts or I try to lean on my own thinking. And sometimes when we start leaning on our own thinking, that's when you know we slow up our path or we start making mistakes because we think that this is how we're supposed to be. When he's been telling us the whole way, no, go this way. So mm. I'll for clarity. I'm always looking for clarity, direction, understanding. Um, I think I pray for others a whole lot more than I pray for myself. That's a part of my journey as far as like, you know, my wife, my children, speaking life on them, um, my social media family, always speaking life on others. Because I'm a firm believer that if you if you push that out, it's gonna come back to you. You don't have to look for it. It's just going to come back. You're absolutely right, man. I talk to him the same way me and you talking right now on the spot. <laughs> hey, that, I love that. I love hearing that. I love hearing that because you know I was, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm like, man, like, am I talking to God the right way? <laughs> like, right, right, right. Am I doing this right? Am I doing right. This right. It'll take you as you come. It'll take you as you come. Hopefully. You said you said something else uh, that I wanted to touch on because it's, it's something that's really been hitting home for me is that, uh, you know, when, you, when you're talking to God and you're going and you're growing through life. Um, nothing's by mistake. Nothing's coincidental. Not this is all. all God's plan and, and everything that he's putting in front of us in our path is just what we need to know it's the medicine that we need in that moment to sure. be prepared for the prosperity and things that come so thank you man i appreciate that sure sure absolutely thank you thank you
is but one last question before we move off of uh, the spiritual side of things. Is there a moment in your life um, that you can look back to and, and think like, this is that moment that I finally shifted over and, and I drove deeper into purpose and deeper mm-hmm. into discovering who God is? Um, yeah, I can speak to that uh, very clearly, very distinctly. <laughs> I can speak to that like that happened yesterday. Uh, I will honestly say in this last maybe 10 to 11 months, almost a year, it's close to a year, I think I've had a major growth spurt. I felt like a teenager on this last growth spurt, you know, like when you're like 16, 17, like you're gonna get two or three more inches out of you before you start 18. I feel like like this last year, through some trials and tribulations, um, you know, God definitely hit me with some pain. Like it was, you know what? I'm not giving no glory to the devil. Like I'm not gonna say the devil did it, nothing like that. This is totally on me. It was self inventory. I had to take on myself. I had to look at myself. I had to have a real deep cleansing of who Terrence is. And, you know, what are you going to do to fix this outside of, you know, what God is going to provide for you, but what, what what's the self inventory you're going to take? And once I sat back and I wallowed in my own uh, disappointment and, and <laughs> shortcomings and, you know, as a man, you feel like you want to be this person for your family, for your wife, for your children, whoever that's, that's connected in your life. And when you fall short, you have to sit in it. You got to sit in it and you got to understand that, hey, I'm falling short because of me. And that happened for me. And I, and I told myself, and I almost made a promise with God. I said, listen, if you get me out of this, if I can make it back, I'm going to come back right. I'm going to come back very deliberate. I'm going to come back very purpose. I'm going to come back very centered. I'm going to make sure that everything that I do within a realm of pleasing you is deliberate. It's going to be very, very intentional. And um, from that day, again, almost 10 to 11 months ago, I think I've, I've, I've kept my side of the bargain up. Have I fell short? Do I still make mistakes? <clears throat> I do not want to sound like I have arrived on this podcast. I am on a journey. And I think life in itself is a journey. Like, I don't think that you ever get to the point of arrival. If that's mm. the case, then, you know, Jesus will be walking amongst us right now. If that was the case. So I think that um, all we can do is do the best that we can with true, honest, deliberate purpose and I'm doing the best that I can not lip service like I'm really putting in the effort to do the best that I can and and you know just ask God to keep on continuing to guide me but I've had that aha moment that that epiphany that 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 lightning bolt that hit me in the last 10 months and I promise you when I changed my thoughts and I really started getting centered my life started changing and that was in the last 10 months Mm. You said that first off, thank you for that, for sharing that. I appreciate that. Uh, but you said one thing that, that really got me. And you said, uh, you know, it, it's always a constant journey. And uh, I just wanted to echo that um, kind of in, in line with, you know, my podcast as far as becoming the fool. I, I think I love the, the process of becoming this fool. And I love trying to become this quote unquote master. Mm-hmm. But really, really, like your whole life, you're becoming a fool. The whole, your whole life is a journey. 
and those that those that fall in love with that journey with that process with yes the, the grind like those are the people that you know when they finally lay their lay their boots by the bed at the end of, at the end of their years you know those are the people that can honestly look back and think that they made a real big impact so hey one thing i, I guess just just to piggyback or to button that up that's the process it's a process this this life journey that we're in this life that we're in it is a process and the thing about the process you can't deviate you can't speed it up you can't derail it you can't go to this you you can slow it up i believe that you can have purpose and god really has something for you and look it could be god universe whatever whatever is your spiritual being mm. can have everything that he wants for you or she wants whatever you believe in for you but if you're not going through the process of it, you're slowing yourself up. You got to take the good with the bad in the process because the process is in a process. And the thing about it, you just can't cheat it. That's what I'm thinking I have to do. You cannot cheat the process. The process knows when you fake them. The process knows when you're not being real. The process is going to call you out, but you got to go through it. You got to go through it all the way around it. Thank you, man. That's powerful. I, I yeah. like it. You still over it. You have me get motivated over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I'm pretty grounded into the process, but I'm going to smiling. You, uh, you, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of process, let's uh let's let's start let's start proceeding over to relationships, man. Um I'd like to say that uh when we first met, you know, I ended up uh, becoming a colleague of yours, and we ended up uh, we ended up, you know, giving some presentations every now and then, you know, all around yeah. San Antonio, really, right? Really, yeah. And really, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had the blessing for open up opening up for you at such a uh, I was twenty one twenty two years old, like yeah. barely you know barely knew what what passive income was until you told me, right? <laughs> right. Um, so with touching in the relationships, man, I, I got to dive straight into family with kids, man. I, when I would open the room up, um, one of your big things was just talking about why you're doing it, why, why you're going to keep going, why, why aren't you going to stop, right? And something that always, always, and it still does to this day, motivates me. And, and just, I wouldn't even say motivate motivates me. I say it inspires me to just not stop, right? It's not going to, it's just, I'm going to keep going, right? Oh. is my kids and I, I would open up the room talking about how you know I'm building this better life for my kids because I want them to have I want them to be equipped with everything they need to be when you know when they come to it when they're an adult I, I want them to be this this amazing amazing uh human being as they leave in the house and going into the world right and so um one of the one of the awesome things is just being around you a lot is just seeing, you know, we're, we're pretty similar. We're both Pisces, both both Pisces, both March, both March six. You know what I'm saying? We birthdays coming up, a couple of days now. Um, but one thing I can say is every single time I've seen you interact with your kids, man, it has been such a blessing to be around that. Like your kids were a little bit older than mine were. Right. when we met and uh just seeing you interact with them and seeing the love that your kids have for you and the way you show up for them 
Right. Man, it was so powerful. Um, so please t- tell me about kids. How's the relationship going? Like, man, how's it going, man? What I tell you, I am blessed when it comes to my children. I mean, I'm at that age in life where, you know, I'm in my mid mid to late forties. <laughs> um, you look. So you don't look over thirty five. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, but a lot of my peers, you know, you hear the hard stories when it comes to kids now because you, you got a lot of my friends are grandfathers or grandmothers. Um, I don't have that story as of yet. I do want grandkids at one time in life, at some point in life, but I want my children to live. I want them to experience. I want them to grow. I want them to love. I want them to understand. I want them to hurt to heal. I want them to get the whole gambit of life before they try to bring somebody else into their life. Because I believe that's something that's very important because I started life with them so early and I'm blessed the way it turned out. But um, yeah, man, I think that this, this kid thing, when it comes to parenting, it is a, it's a, it's, it's the online course that's happening in real life. Like it's, it's, it's no manual. Like you just try the best to figure it out the best you can. You, um, you, you, you try to do better for them because you went through hardship. I mean, I am a product of the crack era. I'm a product of an inner city kid from Washington, DC who didn't have a lot. Like I grew up, you know, in the eighties when the death toll in DC was the highest in the country or, you know, death was so common around me that, you know, it became second nature. We were almost immune. It was almost so, it was so morbid, but so like we were functioning in it. We, we, we would see it all the time. And my children hear stories about my childhood and they'll, and they'll be like, well, dad, well, how did you make it through that? And I'm like, well, son, you don't have to worry about that. You'll never go through that. So you go through what you went through to make sure your children have a better life. Um, my oldest son now was 25 years old. Those conversations are a whole lot different. Um, yeah. I made a lot of mistakes with him. A lot of mistakes. Like just if we're going to be just full transparent, I made a lot of mistakes. Now, God be the glory. We are good now. We, we have a beautiful relationship, but that was so much trial and error at the very beginning. Um, my, my second oldest is in the Air Force. He's just like you. He's a fireman in the Air Force. He's about to be deployed, his first deployment. I'm actually going to see him tomorrow in Seattle, but I couldn't be more prouder. That kid is amazing. Uh, my daughter's a junior in college. Uh, her birthday just passed last week. She's 20 years old. So my three oldest children, I thank them for their grace, their understanding, because you know I went through relationship issues with their, with their mothers and that didn't work out. That in itself can be very toxic and it can be very um, detrimental to the growth of a child. If you and that parent can't co-parent, now you got to figure out how to make those relationships with your children. <laughs> so, you know, that was a blessing that, you know, we made it through those storms and the relationship that I have with my kids now is beautiful. Then of course, you know, the two youngest, my nine and my 10 year old, um, my nine and my 10 year old with my current wife is beautiful. I cannot, when I tell you, I couldn't ask for better kids. Um, watching them grow, watching them develop is a blessing. I'm at a point in my age, and I'm not saying I'm super old, but my parenting from my three oldest to my parenting with my two youngest is two different kinds of ways of parenting. It's just different. 
but to see them mature and grow each and every day is a blessing. And I think it's something to be said when you have a dual, you have a dual capacity household that's raising children together. When you can be there for every moment of their lives, and I didn't have the pleasure of that with all my children. I can, I'm just going to, again, full transparency. But to see it morph in front of me right now makes me want to go harder makes me want to go even stronger because I know this is my last go round with children. I'm not having no more kids. <laughs> that I can on the podcast. But I will say to watch them grow, to see everything they're going to become is going to be a blessing. And children just make you go harder. If they don't make you go harder, something inside you is not clicking because the last thing we want to do, especially in our community, I don't want to be too long-winded, but in our community, mm-hmm. the first thing we want to do when they turn 18 is we want to kick them out the house and we want to send them off and like, you got to go figure it out. Mm-hmm. We got to break that. I think it's a generational curse. I think it's a generational cycle that we've only known to be right. I fell suit to that. I mean, my mom, and I left the house at 17. I left the house at 17 going on 18 and I never looked back. Now, in retrospect, I probably should have kept my butt at home. I probably would have made a whole lot of better <laughs> in my life if I had to stay at home. But nurturing your children and helping them get to where they need to be before they leave the nest is really what it's all about. And that's going to develop generational wealth. That's going to develop generational um, conditions that can break curses that's going on. But if we're pushing these kids out at the tender age of 18 when they haven't even figured out life yet, that's not what it's all about, man. So my children are my world. Um, again, I got an amazing woman helping me raise these kids in every capacity. So I'm blessed. I'm really, really blessed, man. Perfect. But before I before I ask you about wife, um, there's there's a selfish question that I want to ask. Sure. Um, you know, I I got married to my high school sweetheart um, at a young age, right? And, and I'm going through a divorce myself right now. Right. And uh, part part of this uh, part of this you know part of this becoming the full part you know is, is me raising my hand and saying that I don't know everything right I don't know the I don't know how to do everything um, you know I, I got four kids four beautiful kids that I've been four there beautiful. for every step of the way you know coaching little league at parent teacher right. conferences everything right oh I know what kind and of so uh, I know. Uh, and, and and so I, I would like to ask you, man, like uh, parents are from afar, man. My kids are about to leave. They're about to leave to a different couple of different states away. Mm. What, what can you tell me? What can you tell me uh, as advice or encouragement as far as uh, getting ready to step into parenting, you know, from a different household? I would tell you one thing. Um, communication is key. And you have to keep it. And the blessing about your situation versus mine, when my children were maybe 10, 11, you know, we had video access, but we didn't have it as um, accessible as we have it now. So that's one. Two, um, I think them holidays are critical, very, very critical. I mean, I know it's only a day or two uh, out of the year, but you know, I spent Christmas with my dad brings volumes. I, um, I spent Christmas with my dad and I spent Thanksgiving with my dad. Well, last summer I spent with my dad. I mean, when you you saw my kids in, in San Antonio, we blew them up. 
and we and this is unaccompanied minor days like we you know we're flying them from florida to texas every summer they were there and those memories are memories that we talk about to this day and it shows you what it instills in them so as they got older yeah i don't live with my dad but my dad is very instrumental in my life they may not use those kind of words but they all know that every summer I was with my dad, you know, every other Thanksgiving or every other Christmas I was with my dad. Um, the line of communication as far as talking once and twice a week, that's critical and making sure that you're video calling and ultimately both parties, as far as you and your wife or your ex, or if y'all make it work, you both can co-parent. You know, one parent is not bashing the other parent. You know, those are the things that start this cycle of a, a spiral downhill. Spring breaks, absolutely. Somebody said spring breaks on my outside. Just keeping that communication. And I will tell you, because I know you and I, and I know how great of a guy you are. And I mean that with a very, very strong vote of um, conviction. You're going to meet an amazing woman that's going to see, you know, what the rest of us see in you. That woman is going to be instrumental in that communication, that relationship with your children as well. Because one thing that my wife did for me, when we first got together, she almost sat me down and said, look, this is how this is gonna go. We're gonna get these kids every Christmas. We're gonna get these kids every Thanksgiving. Every opportunity we have a chance to get these kids, we're gonna get these kids. And that made me as a man even step up even more like, wow. So make sure that when you're co-parenting and whoever you choose to move on with your life, they understand the importance of this of my kids. They're at a very impersonable age that I need them in my life. And that person has to be there with you the whole way. So it can be done, brother. I mean, I'm a prime example of it. I'm a prime example of it. Me going to see my son tomorrow, you know, shows you the relationship that we have, you know? So for the first time in his adult life at 21, I can sit down with my son and have a drink tomorrow. And we can have a real grown adult conversation. That's going to be you and your daughters one day. But that line of communication is very, very critical. Don't lose that, keep that, and it's going to work out. Or you move Thank you, man. Hey, thank you, man. The reflection you gave on, on me, um, your answer was the medicine that I needed, man. I, just hearing that, it, it's, it's one of those things that, that I... I'm, I'm speaking into existence that I'm going to be this person. I'm going to rise into this and I'm going to have this relationship. Um, but in those dark days, you know, when it's just me in the room, you know, uh, hearing words like that is just, yeah, it's man. amazing to hear. I, I appreciate it. You're going to blink and these kids are going to be grown. I mean, I look at my daughter, my daughter turned 20 on 2 22 And I can remember this little girl running up to me at the daughter daddy dance just like yesterday. Now I got this grown woman, you know, saying, dad, I got to go. <laughs> so you, you're, you're going to have, and it is something very special about a dad, a, a good dad. Not saying that, you know, all men are bad, but it's something very special about a, a daughter and dad bond that I know, because I know you got all mm -hmm. girls. It's, it's, it's yeah. a special, special bond. They're going to need you in their lives. So just keep that communication. The more that communication is very prevalent, the more it's going to help you, I promise. Yeah, man, my 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 thirteen year old man, she she already looks like she's eighteen, has twenty thousand followers on Instagram. It's like she growing too <laughs> fast, man. I need to slow oh down. My God. <laughs> I can only imagine. 
and uh, you know, you, you touched on you touched on uh, what your wife is for you now, as far as being that rock for you know bringing you into uh, kind of holding you accountable. It kind of sounds like yeah. in the earlier on stages uh, yes. for bringing your kids around. Um, tell me about this relationship with your wife. What's her name? What's what's oh. your guys' story? I'm married to a crazy Sagittarius named Shania. <laughs> <laughs> no, Naya is um, Naya is that person in my life that comes into your life with reason. Like you think she's there for one purpose, but then she morphs into something that you didn't even expect. I think I needed her more than she needed me when we first met. I think that um, she leveled me up. Like I think any good man, I think that good men can make it a long way by themselves, right? I, I may be jumping out there when you're ready to say, but it, it's on my spirit. I look at Barack, like Barack was a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Like he was killing it in Chicago. Like he was dominant in his own right. But I yeah. promise you, Michelle leveled him up. We talk about Michelle more than we talk about him. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was the president, yeah. right? And I believe my wife has definitely been that to me. Now, have we had our ups and our downs? Yeah, I mean, any relationship, without question. But um, our dynamic is a little different. You know, my wife is a, a E9 in the Air Force, right? So, you know, being in the Air Force and I was oblivious to this lifestyle. Like you, you're in the Air Force, so you know you know how this goes. But the the normal progression of military life is that a woman is following a man normally. Like a, a woman is following a man all around the country. You know, she works at the BX or she works at the commissary or you know she working at the uh, the daycare on on base. That's not our story. When I met my wife and she told me she was in the Air Force. You know, I was oblivious. Like, I was clueless to that life. I just saw a pretty girl. And, you know, 18 years later, I'm sitting here talking to you, not really fully understanding the fine print. Like, hey, if we do continue to build and grow, and let's say we do become married, there's a chance I got to move. I met my wife in, I met my wife in D.C., and she was stationed at, um, in Maryland, at Andrews Air Force Base, so I'm home. You know, I'm I'm good. Like, okay, bet. Yeah, yeah. I remember a funny story. She told me, "Well, I got to re-enlist," and I think she was asking me advice about it. And I was like, "Yeah, do it." Now I don't know. <laughs> You're like, "Do it, boo, do it." Oh boy, yeah, re-enlist. What does that mean? <laughs> Knock it out. And I went to the re-enlistment. I'm the only civilian there. I got on a tight t-shirt. This is in my early 20s. I mean, I look crazy. <laughs> I'm taking pictures with him. And, um, and of course, of course, we got closer. We got married. Then she said, well, I got to move again. Then they moved my wife to the Pentagon. So if you're from the DMV area, the Pen Maryland and Virginia and DC are heavily connected. So she said, well, I got to go to the Pentagon. I'm still like, bet, I'm at home. Bet, but yeah. Yeah, like, I don't care. Like, great. You know, I guess. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you work at the Pentagon, so that's got to be something big. And then, I mean, I'm just oblivious. Like, I, when I sit back in retrospect and I think about it, I'm just, like, unaware of what 
is happening to me, I'm happy with her. I'm, I'm blessed to have her, but I don't understand what's really going on, if that makes sense. I mean, that's just being honest. And then we had to move to Texas. That was the next major move. And that was a culture shock. I left everything I knew in Washington, D.C., where I grew up at, everything that I built up to that point, everything that I've ever known, my mom, my, my oldest son. I dropped everything and moved to Texas with this woman. And I met you in the process. I met Adrian. I met a lot of great people, but I went through a level of depression. Like, I didn't know what depression was, but, you know, picking up and starting over was something I wasn't accustomed to. Then we left Texas and went to Arizona, and I had to do it again. And then we left Texas and left, I mean, left Arizona, went back to D.C. I had to do it again. Then I left D.C., had to come to Oklahoma, and I had to do it again. Now I'm leaving Oklahoma. And I'm going to Florida and I got to do it again. But if I had to be just honest with you throughout this journey, you know, I've been, I've been the support for my wife and everything that she's needed in her career. But she's been also a, a blessing to me because I got to honestly tell you to watch her grow, to watch her develop, to watch her become the woman that she is. You know, that's been a blessing in itself. It, it, she leveled me up. She made me go harder in certain things. And you saw my growth as well in Texas and everything. But, you know, we, we've had our storms. I'm not going to sit here and act like everything has been peachy. I don't ever want people to see me and Shania <laughs> a relationship goals and not understand what goes behind the relationship goals. Like, it is a 67 Chevy that you got to stay under the hood, you know? Oh, yeah. And, I made a lot of mistakes in our relationship. I'm quite sure she would contest to herself making mistakes, but just being um, fully transparent and owning my faults, I made a lot of mistakes. A lot of things, ego-driven, selfish, uh, just the typical do things that we do that I probably had no business doing. But um, honestly, her grace and her understanding and her being able to say, okay, I still can see who you're going to be. Because I think the mm. day that you couldn't see who I was going to be was the day I was going to lose her. And I could have lost her a couple of times down this road. Like I was on, a, like, you know, the 10 count and when you get knocked down, I was on eight and nine. <laughs> <laughs> you did a little bit. <laughs> I got on one feet. Like, <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that. I, I said that to somebody the other day. I said, my wife, the only reason she put up with me because she could see who I am now, probably five years ago, six years ago. Because I could have lost Before her. you could see it. Before you could yeah, see it. Yeah, I couldn't even see it. I couldn't even see it. So I just, at least I hang my hat on that. I hang my hat on that. She saw what I am now before I saw it. Now, it takes patience and grace. But, you know, I will appreciate that. But through it all, man, we made it. Two beautiful kids. Um, a whole lot of traveling around this crazy country, but we set, we about, we about to go to Florida. We about to shut it down. We about to buy our first house together. A lot of first things are about to happen. I'm excited about it, man. So mm. it's it's been a blessing. It's been a journey. It's been work. I don't want anybody mm. to forget this relationship and think it hasn't been, but it's been worth it. It's been worth it. Perfect. 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 So uh, real quick, where in Florida y'all going? Tampa, Tampa, which I'm yeah. excited about. 
I, I might have to hit Naya up to pull some strings and let me get Absolutely. out. Absolutely, come on, bro. What <laughs> a beach! I'm, I'm hey. waiting for it. Let's do it. Get, get me an assignment out there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this next pillar, um, you kind of touched on it when you said uh, when you moved to Texas for the first time, you saw what depression was, right? Fast. And uh, this this next pillar is health. And, and since you already went into that, I'm going to go ahead and talk about that. I think especially in the Black community, I, I myself, you know me, I'm mixed Black, white. Dad's Black. I consider myself a Black male. But growing up in the Black community, they don't, we, don't talk, we didn't talk about mental health, right? And, uh, we talk about physical health more than we talk about mental health. And exactly. Exactly. Like we, which the two coexist together. I mean, they, they land in the same bed together because sometimes a lot of weight, bad habits as far as what you're eating can mm -hmm. be the way that you shadow or the way that you um, cope with what's yeah. going on yeah. with you. You got anxiety, I'm going to go eat. I don't yeah. feel good, yeah. I feel down, I'm going to go eat or yeah. I'm going to I'm going to indulge in liquor or, you know, and look, I'm not, I'm not here to say that, you know, I don't have a drink like the next person or, you know, I don't have my days when I want my comfort foods, just like anybody else. But if we are associating the two with like, if I'm having discomfort and then I want to run to this food now, it's a mental, it's a mental problem. It's a mental issue. And I think that we all need counseling. I don't think none of us walking this earth can figure it out on our own. I don't think that our friends can help us all the time. Like if you in a bad place, I'm in a bad place. Who will pick who up? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. we can literally go talk to somebody that can help me come out of this space, man. So the mental health piece in our community is big, man. Like, not to go back to the relationship aspect, but me and my wife. The storms that we went through, if we probably had to get counseling earlier, together and separately, who knows where we could have possibly been. Now, I believe God's timing is God's timing, but we just went through a stage in our lives where I had to go to counseling, she went to counseling, we went to counseling together, and then when we felt like we was coming out of it, I continued to go to counseling because I was mm -hmm. trying to figure out me, like, we got to find out what makes us happy as a people, meaning like you, not externally, not this person, not him, not her. What makes you happy and how can you lean on that in your time of need? And I had to figure that out because I was so connected with my wife that I was going to her for almost like approval or validation or, mm. you know, I'm looking for that in her all the time. I love to hear her give me the compliment. I love to hear her give me the validation. But let's say she can't give it or she won't give it or she gives it and I just don't, it's not the way I want it. Whatever it may be, I got to find that peace within me. I got to be able to validate me. I got to look at what Mary say. Um, wake up morning, uh, well, good morning, gorgeous. Like women always got validation songs. You know, they wake up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good morning, gorgeous. Men and women got to find that every day. I got to be able to look at me and say, I make me happy. Now, if I'm happy, I can make you even more happy because I'm happy with me. I need you to make me happy. 
I'm happy with me and I want to be happy with you. Let me give you some of my happiness. But if you don't reciprocate it the way I want, you know what? I'm still happy. <laughs> yeah. Peace, man. That's a big and and, and, and with, with you getting into an early early relationship, you know, early on in your age, you've been getting into relationships and, and me as well. I got into a relationship earlier on. That's cool. And that's that's I'll say this. This year is the first year in my entire life. I hit 34 on Sunday, you know what I'm saying? This is the first year in my life where I can finally look in the mirror and love myself, you know? And, <laughs> and, and big, bro. just, just being able to, just be able to sit with yourself and be like, you know, just love the person that you're growing into, mm. the person that you're becoming the person that you see yourself going to, the person that God knows you're already going to be. That's big. That's good. On the way to get there, right? Um, ever since I finally developed some self-love, man, everything else has just been... <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't need a woman, right? I want a woman to, to, to amplify us, right? I want us both to be two complete people coming together to go to this next level that you're talking about. Right. That's right. I, I, Men, women, we shouldn't need anybody to complete us. We should be a complete person, you know, dripping in self-love and purpose, grounded in the purpose and what you want to do in your life, you know, right. because when you show up to your purpose and you love yourself, you know, you can take it. You can take on the world. Anything. You can take on anything. Man, listen, I'm so happy for you, brother. Because I, I promised you, you did it at 34. I want to say I just started turning our corner within the last two years. Like, one thing about people like us that's been in relationships for a long time, like we met these women very early in our lives. I've been with Naya now going on 18 years. 18 years, and we'll be 14 years or 15 years married in, in August. I'm losing count. But when you're, when you're with somebody for that long, period of time you do look for that love in that person and you do want to you know have this moment with this person and all these feelings to be combined but the the thing about relationships they grow and it kind of go like this at a point but you just got to figure out how to turn it to make it go like this and it's always a full circle it's always going around and I can remember Naya telling me, again, my wife is full of wisdom, you know, like she could find happiness within her. She didn't, she had happiness. She loved happiness with me, but she could find happiness within herself. And for a moment, I couldn't understand. I was like, well, I just want to be happy with you. I want you to feel this way. And, da, 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 da. and I was forcing it, forcing it. Now I can find that peace. And when you find that peace, and then you connect that piece to her piece or his, or his piece, you know, whoever's listening to this, it makes you better, man. It makes you better. Like you said, you could take on the world, man. So for you to find that self-love in yourself, and either you are an amazing man, an amazing father, an amazing man, career, business, like you are a total package. So I know it's going to be a woman that's going to step into your life one day. And whoever that woman is, is going to be blessed and lucky to have you. But now that you found you, it's gonna make it even better, bro. So I'm excited to see mm. what you opened up. Definitely excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, wrapping it up again. Thank you, man. That what you said is just. Come on.
you without know, question. I, without I love question. it. And, and then coming from you, man, it, it means a lot to me, a lot to me. Um, uh, you came out with this Brandon a while back, and, and it, it was very, uh, it was, it was more related towards from from outside looking in. It looked more related towards fitness and everything, right? But I've seen it. I've seen it morph into this crazy, crazy entity. Um, like, I mean, I'm sure the people on TikTok, you're live right now. They know what it's about. Uh, my followers, like, talk to me. How did you come up with this, Mister I B I M? What does it stand for? What does it encompass? How did it morph? Like, tell me what that is for you. Yes, yes. So IBIM, um, I got to bring Naya into it again. This is, this. that's another thing about being married as long as you have. It's rare it's going to be a self-reflection on any kind of idea that happens without that person knowing about it. So IBIM was created in Texas. We were looking for a brand. We were trying to really get our things going. And you're right. It is started from a fitness standpoint. If anybody knows me knows I've been a personal trainer. Um, I trained a lot of a lot of years and fitness has always been a, a staple in my life, a pillar, like you said, in my life. And when we first you've always started, been you've always been a slow dude walking in the room like, who's that? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I still did that. That's a good thing, man. But the thing about IBIM, me and my wife were talking one day and we were just trying to come up with names and, and a brand and it was something to the effect that Naya said, well, I believe in you. And I looked at her and said, I, I, we were just mumbling words and then IBIM came out and said, I believe in me. And I was like, that's it. And she was like, bet, that's it. And then IBIM really just became an acronym that we would say all the time. We had shirts made. And we, we again, the fitness brand was all about fitness. Cause you know, of course in the fitness industry, you gotta believe in yourself, you know, the cliche things and, you're gonna lose this weight, but you gotta believe you can. And I was like, as I grew and as I got older, and I'm just gonna fast forward to as of now, you know, belief is so critical. Belief is, 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 is equivalent with faith. Like you gotta have faith, you gotta believe, you gotta believe in you in any aspect of your life harder than anybody else does. If you're doing a podcast, me, me doing TikTok videos and Instagram and my social media, no one is going to watch or feed into whatever I'm doing if they can't see the belief in it from myself. Like, if they can't see that, oh, this dude believes in what he's doing. Like, he believes that he's going to make this happen. I believe in me harder than you believe in me. I believe in me when you don't believe in me. I believe in me when people talk about me. I believe in me when they don't believe in me. I believe in me when they can't see it. Because in the thing about that belief, the same way, I don't know if anyone has seen Kanye West. You could be a Kanye fan or not a Kanye fan. Doesn't matter. Just understand the point I'm getting ready to make. Watching his um, series on Netflix, and I will recommend it to anybody. No one believed in him. No one believed in him. I'm talking about from Dame Dash, Jay-Z, the Pharrell, the top people that we admire. No one believed in him, but his belief level was so strong. And he had a community of maybe four or five dudes that's like, yep, you got it. To now let's see this man morph into a billionaire. And I put it all on money value. I'm just showing you that your belief has to be stronger than anybody else. So when I say I believe in me, that is on brand. That is our brand. That is our statement. That is our mission statement. That is our purpose. I believe in me. And the thing about my belief is that I believe in me, but I also believe in you. That's my purpose in life is to give back. So when you don't believe in you, 
hold on to my belief in you until your belief kicks in. Because you sometimes that belief that you need can be coming from somebody externally. And when your belief kicks in, you can take over the world, man. So I believe in me, I-B-I-M, it's a movement. It is not just a phrase, it is a statement and it's a way of life. Mm. I love it, man. I, I love it, man. That's like, I, I love, you know, from, you know, talking to you and, and seeing where it started and right. seeing where it's growing and, and you, you touch and not just, not just the physical health and the eating right, which you mentioned earlier. I, I, I just, I just started being a Whole Foods member where all I do is go to Whole Foods. <laughs> look at you. I, I know you're doing something right. You, you look good, you fit. I see you, bro. I see you. I see you. Uh, but, but you, man, you said food, and I was like, man, just the, just the difference in, in, in just knowing what you eat and really listening to your body when you eat certain foods, what it does to uh, your body and really being sure. able to check in. Man, sure. that's powerful. It, it, it's directly tied to your mental health, just like you're saying, man. It, that's why I started off wanting to call this segment like mental health. But man, every part of your health is tied together, man. Getting out there, moving around, working, eating. All that. I mean, because I just, listen, what, I know me personally. Like, I'm having a bad day. Like we all do. I'm human. If I'm stressed, and I'm going to go get some gummies. I guess, like, gummies is my. <laughs> But I equate bad day to gummies. That's that's minuscule to some people. Some people equate bad day buffet. And I'm going to eat myself until I can't eat no more. Or I'm going to eat myself and then I'm going to throw the food up and I'm going to feel bad about myself. Or, you know, like it's so many different things. Then we come from a culture where, you know, Thanksgiving is every Sunday in some of our households. Like every Sunday. This is not soul food. This Going is down. Right. You know, so <laughs> I, I look at that. I mean, again, full transparency, my own mother. You know, I always said it's kind of crazy how I'm a trainer and I'm I'm health conscious. I will say that. I'm not going to say I, I eat healthy 24-7, but I'm in the high 70 percentile of I drink enough water and keep myself hydrated and so forth and so on. But my mom right now was going through health issues and, you know, we were, we're working on her weight. And I was telling my mom the other day, I was like, well, mom, we got to lose some weight. And she was like, you know, babe, I'm just too old. I'm like, no, that's not, it's not the attitude that we're going to have. We're not going to have the, I'm too old. No, you are fine. We're going to make this happen. But that's over years and years of eating a certain way, bad habits. If I can give any recommendation when it comes just to the health piece, you got to keep moving. Anybody watching this, you got to keep moving. I'm 47 years old. I'm not looking for bragging rights when I'm going to say, I'm just telling you, I'm not the rock, but I'm good. Like I'm, uh, I'm still, you know, on, on my bike in the morning, 11, 12 miles in 30 minutes. I'm, um, I'm at the gym three, four, five times a week. I'm, I'm drinking my water. Keep moving, because once you stop, that's when you slow your life up. Keep moving. Don't don't allow your age and all those that that self doubt and self talk to tell you that you can't do it. You can. Be even trying to start a campaign for um you know people in their forties like because sometimes you know you just feel so defeated by the time you get to forty five and up. Your your body will talk to you. You probably can't do some of the things you used to do, but you can keep moving. You can keep moving. You can take a walk in the morning. 
You get um your you got a whole you got a whole half you got a whole half of your life left. There you go. Like don't stop <laughs> around and just waste it. So just keep moving, man. Just keep moving. That, that, that advice. Keep moving. Perfect. My my last question in the health piece. Uh, you just said you bike in the morning. Um, I've been I've been picking the brains of a lot of people, you know, and just really trying to humble myself and figure out things. And I've learned a lot of people have uh, good morning routines. Yes. Is there a morning routine that you have? Like, what is your what is Terrence Porter's morning routine? Faster cardio. You can ask my wife. You can ask my kids. I'm, <laughs> I'm sweating like slavery when um <laughs> when, when I wake them up. So I'm normally up. I fast, I fast cardio at least four to five times a week. Now, I'm not going to say I'm seven. Sometimes I want to sleep in a little bit. But my morning starts at famous club. So I got a Peloton. I, yeah. I, should, oh, get yeah. I should get paid just for saying that, but it is what it is. So I got a Peloton. <laughs> um, hey, I hey, congrats. I, I saw you. I saw a post you said. You were like, what? Is it like? Uh, 40 weeks. 40 weeks, yeah, 40 weeks 40 of consistency. Weeks, yeah. 40 weeks straight, I've been on that bike. Uh, and, um, uh. Hell, I might even get on it tonight when I get off with you, but I've been on that bike <laughs> for 40 weeks straight. And that wasn't even the plug I was gonna go with, but I was gonna go with, because I always, this is one thing that we fall short to. A lot of us say, well, I don't have the time. I don't have the time, I don't have the time. I work an hour and a half from where I need to be. I live in Enid, Oklahoma. I know you know a little bit of Oklahoma. You got family here. So I live in the outskirts, the 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 boom, the boondies, the nowhere in Oklahoma, the mm. middle of nowhere. An hour and a half. My kids gotta be to school by eight o'clock. Okay. So I take them to school every day. Me and I got unwritten rules in the house. You take care of the boys in the morning. I take care of the boys at night. I'm not doing nothing in the morning with them that is all on you. Um, so I say all that to say this. I'm up no later than 5.45. Some days it's 5, some days it's 5.30. 5.45 is the cutoff, right? I'm on that bike by 6. I'm off that bike by 6.45. Them boys are up by 7. They are dressed and fed by 7.40. We walking out the door, I'm dropping them off and I'm driving an hour and a half to get somewhere. Just to start a whole nother mode in life. Come back home, sometimes I'm working out again when I get home or I'm doing a podcast like you, I'm going live, I gotta push out content. The point I'm making to you is, you do what you wanna do and you do what you need to do. But if you don't do anything, nothing's gonna happen. Stop saying that you and get up in the morning. Stop saying you can't do things if you don't have the time. Sometimes you may gotta wake up extra early, man. And if one thing about waking up extra early and getting your day started early, it does something to you. You release endorphins. You get more of a mental um, attitude out the way. You have a different outlook on the day. The day doesn't control you anymore. You control the day. You've already worked out. You have that piece of your life carved in. Now, you're not going to do all that work to go to work to eat bad. You're not going to do all that work to go to home and then go to McDonald's. You are going to make the sacrifices that's going to give you the results that you want. And one thing I can leave your audience with and my audience, it is a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. Short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. You want to get in shape, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. You're going to have to figure it out. But once you figure it out, I promise you, you'll be a whole lot better, man. So 
my morning routine. Honestly, I feel better on the days I get up extra early than the days I get up late. The days I get up extra early, I can take control of my day. I can make my day work for me. And then I keep it moving. So get up early if you can. I'm not sitting here trying to preach to the choir, say that you do what you got to do. But if you're not accustomed to what you've been doing something the, the, the other way for so long, why not try a new way and see what it can do for you? So, and another thing, I'm closer to God in the morning. I'm closer to my family. It, it, it gives me more time to think. Like, you know, I, I'm on that bike, but I'm also like clearing my head out. I'm not jumping right to my phone. You know, I may give you a little post on mother, get on the bike. That's just to motivate somebody. But then I set that thing down. I, I put my headphones in and I'm gone. So get up in the morning, man. Give it to God first. Go get your workout on and make it happen. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I just want to just want to add something else that you said on that. You said uh, you were talking about waking up in the morning. And I think this is powerful uh, from, you know, for everybody that's listening is uh, something that, that kind of clicked in my head is I've been stuck in this employee mindset, right? Or, or this, what do I have to do mindset where it's like, shit, if, if I have work at 10 o'clock in the morning, what? it's like, okay, I just, I need to wake up by nine o'clock so I can get ready and drive to work. You oh. know what I mean? Like that, oh. that's what a lot of people think is like, you set your alarm based off of when you need to get up for work, right? Why not set that alarm for yourself? You know, oh, why not? Why not wake up in the morning and get on a daily routine, showing up to yourself? Like you said, me, me, I, I've been stepping into meditating a lot. You know, my, my, my big six foot two tail. I'm down there in yoga poses and stuff, meditating, right? Just, yeah, just, just sitting with myself and just thinking. But like that shift right there is so powerful. Like you set your life up, your wake up schedule based off of someone else, mm. an employer, uh, uh, an event that's going on, but like, why not wake up for yourself, you know? Yes. And, and, uh, and, and that right there was so powerful because man, I, I've been, I mean, I'm not 545, man, like you, 535, 45, you know what I mean? But I'm 6, 30, you know what I mean? And, uh, and and every day and and it's every day Saturday Sunday you know what I mean and uh and I'm jumping right in the, into to my time you know I'm taking the time for me before I give it to anybody else hey, you know man. come on come on you you know what you summed up everything I said you know, you know that morning time people may think that me getting on that peloton and and, and doing fourteen miles ten whatever miles I do. That is my therapy. That's therapeutic for me. That's me doing something for me before I did something for anybody else at the beginning of that day. I got my time with God. He woke me up. I'm thanking him for waking me up. I don't have to run and rush or please anybody. It's my time. And especially in my household, because Naya can sleep to one o'clock every day if you let her. So <laughs> same way, I'm the early bird out of my family and my son and Blake. Blake will get up early too, but I enjoy that solitude. I enjoy that peacefulness and I can take advantage of it because it's my time. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in our lives that we forget about your time. You said something very powerful there, brother. You are absolutely right. Wake up and give it to you. You, you wake up and give it to that job. And I ain't knocking you, whoever you are listening, 
get the money, pay the bills, whatever you got to do. But don't be so conditioned that you forget you. Don't mm. forget you. Give you some time as well, man. Absolutely. That was good. Powerful, brother. That was thank you. Thank you, man. You, you, you said it. You said it. It just triggered it for me, man. It's, that, that shift was crazy when you when you start connecting those dots, man. Sure. Sure. Um, so this last pillar is growth, right? I saved this one for the last two um, just because I felt like some of the other ones are a little bit more important because some of those other pillars are what's setting you up for this growth, right? Um, and so speaking of growth, man, you, these past couple months, man, Mr. Mr. IBIM, Mr. TikTok, uh, <laughs> talk to me about this growth, man. What, what was it like waking up? And seeing, you know, you didn't happen overnight because you've been doing this for years. I, I, I can attest to that. No doubt. What was it no like? Doubt. No doubt. It was, um, I can't lie to you. At the very beginning, it was, it was exciting. It got a little overwhelming. I won't lie. Because I was like, something is happening. I was like, whoa. Like, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, when I first I've been on social media, if anyone knows me, but I I, I wasn't purposeful. You know, I was these workout videos, you know, motivational with something here and there, you know, I will say something. Not saying it wasn't authentic, but it really wasn't consistent. So, you know, if anything, my social media presence up until this last year was everywhere. Like one day he's motivational, one day he's a selfie, one day he's working out, one day he's wilding. I like him, but I, I just don't know what does he do. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like I can relate he? to that so hard, man. I can relate oh, to that so like hard. who is he? Okay. I he's he's got a kid, he's got some you know, he got some kids, he got a wife. I just don't know. Like I, I'll follow him, but okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, man, when I got deliberate, like one thing I could tell anybody, man, that's really trying to really venture off into content creating or social media space, one, be deliberate. Like, be on topic, whatever that topic is. Like, whatever you are pushing out, be that. Don't, don't deviate, don't, don't, don't sidestep, be what you say you're going to be. Now, you can... You can enhance it as you go along, but stay true to it. Secondly, do it. And what I mean by that is be consistent. Do it. Press play, press record. Stop worrying about the right lights. Stop worrying about your hair being done. Stop worrying about your haircut. If the spirit and the message is on point, the people are going to receive. So I had to learn that. Um, if I could give you anything that helped me this last year that and what really got me over the top was Social Proof um, Podcast. I was listening to it one day. And he said, for the next 30 days, just commit to doing a video every day. I don't care if the video is 10 seconds, 20 seconds, just commit to doing the video. And I was coming out of the storm with me and Naya. Me and Naya was just coming on the heels of that storm. And I was in pain, bro. I can't lie to you. I, the pain I was in, when we went through what we went through, I wouldn't wish my worst enemy and you're going through a divorce and you you can almost relate to what i'm saying but when i heard that i said okay i'm i'm going to start shooting a video every day and my videos are going to be very direct and i can remember that first video i was sitting outside it was raining and i i, I was talking about um my first video that i did on tiktok was 
uh, react and respond. Learn how to respond versus just reacting to what somebody says to me. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, when I, I'm, if I'm lying, I'm dying, Ivan, maybe four, like, <laughs> two views, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was nothing. And, yeah. and again, I made, a, I made a commitment. I said, I'm shooting a video every day. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I wasn't thinking viral. I didn't, that wasn't even, I just needed to get this off my heart and off my chest and put it into the atmosphere. Long story short, man, I started a video one day in the car on a Thursday. Friday, it just started catching some heat. I just saw like, you know, likes and follows. I was like, wow, okay. Like two, 3,000, something that was like, you know, if you've been on Instagram, you see two, 3,000, you losing your mind. You're yeah. like, oh God, like, what? On one post. So I was like, okay. Saturday, 10,000. I'm like, Third, Sunday, <laughs> another 10,000. Monday, 50,000. So I was like, I, I remember talking to Naya, I was like, I don't know if I'm viral, but I'm getting a lot of likes on this. <laughs> oh, right? By the end of that week, it hit 100,000 views. And I was like, wow. And that was one video. And even in the midst of that one video to show you how obedient I was being to myself and God, I still shot videos. I didn't hang my hat that I was still getting, you know, the love on this one video, man. So long story short, I just kept shooting videos. One video hit a million, another video hit a million. I got a million likes, 200,000 followers. Like it was just coming in an abundance. And, I, and, I, and what I did was I told myself, I said, God, please keep me humble, keep me level. Like I needed that because the old me, and we, we've all been there, you, you get big head. You know what I'm saying? Like your head is start getting swollen. I was like, God, please keep me humble, keep me level. And then he said, don't worry about it. I got Shania for that. Because <laughs> With your big head. Now you're going to keep me level. Oh, she's going to let me know. It's good, but it ain't that good. Like, she's going she to make sure that I'm level, right? And honestly, brother, if I could just tell you the truth, man, I just kept shooting. Kept shooting videos. I'm still shooting videos. Um, I'm about to do a plug real quick before we get out of here. I got something going on right now called TDOA. And I started it yesterday on March 1st. So TDOA is just simply 30 days of appreciation. For the next 30 days, I will shoot a video every day of what I am appreciative of for that day. You know, it's gonna be, at the beginning, it's gonna be surface. It's gonna be, you know, your wife, your kids, your family. It's gonna start weighing thin around day six and seven. This is when you gotta dig in to really find mm -hmm. your like, what am I appreciative of? Like, are you appreciative for life? The last breath I just took, the last conversation I had with that person before they pass on, whatever it may be, you're going to have to dig in and find what you're appreciative for. And you're going to have to dig in and find it on one of those bad days. Because I promise you, in these next 30 days, you're going to have a bad day. But my mm -hmm. call to um, action is that everybody each day, TDOA, put out a video, leave a comment in my comments, what are you appreciative of? And you know, we're going to Seattle. I'm going to interview people while I'm there. Just comment people on the street. I'm going to stop them and say, hey, what are you appreciative of today? I'm going to get footage of that. I'm going to share it back to my Instagram and TikTok. But 
TDOA, man. I'm trying to start a movement. What is, real quick, real quick. What, what is, I didn't hear you uh, explain the acronym. What's TDOA stand for? 30 Days of Appreciation. Okay, okay. I like it. So 30 Days of Appreciation. For the next 30 days, all the way to March 30th, you got to leave a video, you got to put a post, and you share it with people. And I think it's going to start a, a domino effect because it's going to make somebody look at themselves and be like, well, you know what? I'm appreciative for this. And there's nothing wrong with sharing the good news. Like, it's a blessing to be a blessing, man. So TDOA, I'm committed to it. I'm already um, Yeah, man. And, and God just keeps filling me with content. At one point, I thought I was losing content. And he was like, no, nah, I got you. And he just always gives it to me. And I just take my iPhone, I write it down, uh, come up with a format, and I shoot it. And that, that's how it's been. And now I'm on a podcast with you. <laughs> uh i have one last question for growth i know we've been we, we've been hitting these pretty hard um again like you said man you're an amazing content creator when you speak the world listens you know and though your body of work is a great testament to that right um we're in this growth section right What do you think that you, what do you think your next step is? Because I, I'll say this, I'll say this, me looking on to you, right? Something that, that people notice when they look at your videos, but they don't notice it on the one-to-one relationship like I've had with you. Mm-hmm. You're such a powerful leader, man. You, you, you have the amazing capability to take somebody from doing really good to doing extremely well and stepping into even more abundance. I, I feel yeah. like you have a calling in, in working with people and pushing them to, to new heights. What is that something you've, you've thought about? Is, is that something that do you have something in the works? What, what's and next for you? It's funny you say that because I was just talking to um, a real good friend of mine who's, who's working with me now. I have a digital, a digital press kit that I'm working on, but you know, one thing he said to me, this, this, this is just yesterday, can't make this up. He was like, your next lane has to be coaching. He was like, that is just your God-given gift. He was like, you are a motivator, a leader, and a coach. People like to follow what you're, th- what you're saying and what you're doing. So I am humble by that. I am thankful by that. Um, but I think coaching is definitely what I want to get into because there's been layers in my life that I can go back to, that I can relate to, that I can say, okay, hey, look, this is the lane I went down and this is how I went down it. And I think that if you go down the same way, still kind of, you know, make it for you, take some of my steps, this can get you to where you need to be. And you said it early at the beginning of this, success leaves clues. Like sometimes we make this more complicated than what it has to be. You just gotta be willing to put in the work and the effort. I don't care how great I am as a speaker, a leader, and a coach. A hundred people come see me, 10% are gonna do the work. That's just the law of numbers. That's the real averages of life. That's just how it works. And we've been in business together. And you know, we've been in a room full of people. And out of that room full of people, three people may follow suit. So my purpose is to give back to whoever receives it. So coaching is definitely in the works. Um, 
I definitely want to, uh, if I had to be honest with you, um, acting and um, public speaking. That's the okay. two ultimate goals. <laughs> but um, coaching is definitely coming up and I can provide that as a, um, as a service. So that's in the works. Yeah, I, I told you off camera, man. I'm going to go ahead and say it again on camera just so I can get it on the books. Um, like whenever you figure out the coaching thing and I do coaching as well. So, so right. I do that as well. But whenever you're ready to start coaching, man, I, I, I'm your first client. Let me know. Let, let, let me know when you have the container created. Let me know. You know it's coming. It's definitely going to grow. I got the right people. God is placing the right people around me. And I know that. Like, I think he told, at least, what I hang my hat on is that I said, okay, God, like I told you, I talked to him. I said, you said be consistent. I, I've been consistent now. What's next? And I got that phone call yesterday. And then you called me this week and said, look, let me get you going on this podcast. So I, I see the shift. I see God saying, okay, here are the people. Here's the village to help you get to that next level. So there's a lot of great things coming, man. I'm excited about it. All right, well, uh, man, we, we've gone way over time. Uh, me and you can talk all night. Right. I'm going to have to talk to Naya. I'm going to have to figure out how she can get me orders to Florida so I can I can head out that way. Yo, you should really yeah. look at <laughs> Naya, man. I think Naya would be good just from that woman's perspective and what she yeah. has yeah. going on. She yeah. has a dope podcast right now. Like, yeah. I'm going to plug you. I'm going to plug you. I'm telling yeah, you. I think definitely. 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 Um, but man, I, this podcast has been so amazing, man. It, there's so many sound bites that we can take and chop up. Nice. And it's just solid gold. Anytime I'm around you, there's so much wisdom getting thrown around, and I'm just soaking it in. I can't wait to I can't wait to to drop this on Spotify. On I'm dropping it on Tuesday, but I can't wait to drop this on Spotify, man, and and just listen back to it. And re-listen to all the nuggets that you were laying out, man, because we've been talking, man. We, we've gone over a little bit of time. I'm sorry, man. We, we had like an hour and 40 minutes or something like that. But I will tell you, man, I'm going to look back and I'm going to be taking my pen and pad and just writing down the nuggets that you've laid down. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for getting on my podcast. You know, it's an early start for me, but like the, the fact that you're reaching your hand out and, and you're bringing me up with you, you know, this earlier on is just a testament to the man that you are. And thank you so much for, for your time and what you've done for me. God bless you, brother. Always, man. Look, we're going to be at the top together and we're going to bless a lot of people. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all Definitely, about. Definitely, man. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, again, man, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful night. Take you care, too. man. It's always a, a blessing when I speak to you, man. You have Absolutely. a good night. God bless you. Thank you, bro. Yeah.